0: Thriving in today's fast-paced world of change and disruption requires innovation. Inside Outside Innovation is the podcast that explores the ins and outs of innovation with raw stories, real insights, and practical advice from the best and brightest in the world of startups and innovation. Each week, we'll bring you the latest ideas in lean startup, design thinking, corporate venture capital, and more. Now, let's get started.
1: Welcome everybody. This is another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. This is Brian Ardinger, and we are super excited to have another great guest on our show today, Christina Beckhold. She is an investor in Samsung's Global Innovation Center and Accelerator there in New York. Uh, she invests in early stage in uh, software and services. She's also the co-founder and managing director of Empire Angels. Uh, she's been a regular contributor to Wall Street Journal Inc. magazine, uh, a mentor at the Brandery, and, and other places, and. We're just excited to have somebody of uh, Christina's caliber on our show today. So welcome, Christina, to the show.
0: Thank you so much. I, I very much appreciate you having me on.
1: No worries at all. So uh, we reached out to you because uh, you've got a lot of experience uh, in this investment space, specifically around corporate venture, and wanted to talk a little bit about, like, how did you get into this space? How did you get into early uh, angel investing? And then more importantly, how did you get into the, the corporate venture space? And how, what differences are you seeing between those two? worlds?
0: Sure. Um, So I started an angel group in New York for young professionals about four years ago called Empire Angels. It's now a group of about 70 people in their late 20s, early 30s doing seed stage investing together. We have a fairly large portfolio of companies, had two exits. And that was really my entree into the early stage space. I started the group with a friend from college because we both were seeing a lot of interesting opportunities to make investments uh, but didn't want to just invest in companies that our friends founded because we like them and hope that they do well. So that <laughs> right. felt like a fast way to lose your money. <laughs> so <laughs> we uh, we got a small group of friends together, started meeting once a month. And over time, it's just grown very organically. And then at the, uh, the end of 2014... Uh, was contacted by Samsung about uh, potentially joining the Global Innovation Center in an investments role. And just for sort of background on on the Global Innovation Center, you know, Samsung is a really interesting company. It's uh, it's an incredibly innovative one. Uh, it's you know it started as a as a noodle shop in South Korea, um, and has grown into a conglomerate of of many many companies, the largest and and one one is Samsung Electronics, which most people are familiar with. You know, it's a company that's very dedicated to innovation. We spent over $14 billion in R&D last year, um, and we're actually awarded more U.S. patents than Apple or Google. Uh, so incredibly innovative place uh, and very large breadth and depth to the the product offerings that Samsung has globally. Um, but recognized, you know, several years ago that, you know, the world is changing and innovation is coming from many new places, uh, particularly innovation around software and services. And so a gentleman by the name of David Unn uh, proposed uh, starting this this new group of people that would be made up of operators and entrepreneurs and investors who come from startups, come from those ecosystems, and understand what it's like to try to build an early-stage business. Mm -hmm. And so our our purpose is to really take great startups and turn them into greater businesses by helping them scale through Samsung's global reach. Um, And so we do that through a few different ways. We have an accelerator, which is based here in New York that I work out of, as well as in San Francisco and Tel Aviv. We work with sort of ideation, very early stage companies who co-locate with us, and we help them build and launch a software service product in the market.
1: Those companies don't have to go through the accelerator themselves Correct investments outside of that as well.
0: Correct, yeah. So we we try to find ways to work with companies throughout their life cycle in whatever way makes most sense for them. So for some, it's coming in and co-locating with us and having the resources and mentorship of more sort of hands-on help. Uh, for other companies, it's uh, looking to Samsung for not only investment, but also people who can help them find the right individuals to collaborate with within businesses um, from a strategic perspective. We have a, a group that's focused more on growth initiatives and partnerships, so um, slightly later stage companies that are looking to, to really accelerate their, their scale through Samsung and then also a business development team that, that does, uh, you know, works on, on acquisitions and, and other kinds of uh, collaborations with, with early stage companies. So we really have, we have something for everyone, regardless of sort of what they do, where they're located or what stage they're at. We can help them build, grow and scale uh, to whatever their, their next level may be.
1: Very interesting, and in, in the accelerator program themselves. The, the, how how does that exactly work? Is it traditional kind of a three month accelerator like TechStars or something, or is it more along the lines of an incubation period? Or how much of it is curriculum and and kind of walk through that that? Uh, that... Sure, it's
0: not it's not a traditional accelerator program uh, like like many people may be familiar with. Um, you know, here in New York, we have a couple of themes that we're particularly focused on: uh, VR, IoT, and AI, amongst them. Uh, we look for fantastic entrepreneurs, uh, people who have uh, built products before understand how to put a team together and 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 build and launch something from scratch. Um, sometimes they come in with uh, an idea and we're excited about that idea and want to fund them and be their be their first money in the door and help them build and launch that product
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, over the first several months, often anywhere from you know six to six to twelve months. Uh, we also have a, a an EIR and and uh, entrepreneur in residence and hacker in residence program. So people people who we just think are really talented and are going to come up with something exciting could come in and and work with us for a period of time, usually you know three to six months. And try to come up with, with something that they want to do next, what their, their next project is going to be. Um, and then we can continue to work with them if it, if it makes sense for us. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a longer term sort of um, proposition than the standard sort of three month programming, co-locating, demo day, raise money. Uh, mm-hmm. we're, looking, we're looking for a much more hands-on approach. We like to be the first money in the door and uh, and working with these companies over a longer period of time to make sure that they get to a point where they really can um, can grow and, and scale from there.
1: So talk to me a little bit about, so you've been on both sides of the table as an individual angel investor, and now with the backing of a, a major corporation of Samsung and all the resources that go around that, um, talk a little bit about when you're talking to a founder uh, about investing, uh, what are the differences from being an individual angel versus a corporate venture? Uh, and what are the kind of the Good, bad, and indifferent things that you hear from founders in that, uh, about traditional uh, venture capital versus corporate venture capital.
0: Sure. You know, with my angel hat, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm always investing in seed stage companies. And so oftentimes those are, those are companies where I'm, I'm more than anything looking for a really great founder that I want to spend time working with. One mm-hmm. of the best parts of being an angel is that you, you can often be hands-on with early stage companies. Um, In ways that uh, you you aren't always able to. Maybe when the cap table gets bigger, there are more investors involved. Um, But at the really early stages, you're working often one-on-one with these these CEOs, these founders, founders or founding teams. Mm -hmm. And so, oftentimes, I'm just I'm mostly looking for someone that I want to personally back and spend time with, uh, who I believe that regardless of where their product may end up, because oftentimes they have you know are are still figuring out their product and their product market fit, that they'll be able to surmount those obstacles and and come out the other side successfully. And so I spend a lot of time thinking about the people that I'm investing in. Um, right. That's absolutely still true at the at the point where you know I'm I'm have a VC hat on and thinking more at uh, more often at the Series A and sometimes Series B stage. But at Samsung, we are both strategic and financial investors um you know angels i think generally want obviously want to get their money back but often should or should absolutely assume that they are not going to get get anything back and so they they tend to tend to do it for uh other other more altruistic reasons you know they they enjoy uh meeting with lots of entrepreneurs sharing their um experience and advice uh, getting hands on if they want to it's very different than uh when you are investing money uh particularly from other people um, where you have a financial motivation to return capital um, as well as, as, as more. But also, you know, for us, we have a strategic obligation to make sure the companies we're investing in um, are ones to which we can add value and can add value to Samsung in the right ways um, at the right times. And so um, it's a slightly different lens. Uh, in addition to obviously looking for a great founder or founding team, we also need to make sure that it's a market that makes sense for us. Um, you're not going to see Samsung Electronics investing in uh, you know, restaurants and uh, hotels, for example. That's not the core to our business and not something that we could be helpful as helpful for. But making sure that the companies that we're, we're supporting and investing and the entrepreneurs that we're backing are ones where they're doing things that are relevant for us and, uh, and that we can, we can be helpful to.
1: Hmm. You you may have seen uh, Fred Wilson in your backyard in New York uh, with Union Square Ventures had a post recently about how founders shouldn't really look towards corporate venture as as their money. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Corporate venture versus traditional venture?
0: Um, I would respectfully disagree with Fred. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I you know I, I know plenty of of um, of VCs uh, on both coasts and elsewhere who are not fans of of corporate venture teams, and I you know I certainly understand some of their concerns. You know, historically, I think. You know, venture, uh, corporate venture often has uh, a bad, leaves a bad taste in people's mouth um, in part because of sometimes the ways that corporates go about doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. Oftentimes they take people from a corporate development or a strategy team and repurpose them for the, for, for doing venture investing, which is not the way that we do it at Samsung. We, you know, our, our venture teams, we have multiple teams at Samsung. I'm I'm on the early stage software and services focused one. Uh, We are all people who come from an investing and operating background. Um, and so we this is this is what we do and what we know. Um, I think that's that's very important. So I certainly recommend that entrepreneurs uh, work with corporate venture teams and take money from teams who who understand early stage investing, how these companies uh, grow and work and function uh, what what those roadblocks are going to be because um, otherwise it can be I think a very strenuous relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, the other you know there is also a number of of huge advantages to corporate venture money. Uh, for entrepreneurs, you know, in, in part, as I mentioned before, because you know, oftentimes we're both strategic and financial investors, as opposed to purely financial. Um, some are also even purely strategic. Um, there are some who who make venture investment with uh, with a, a much more of a strategic eye than than really even financial. Um, and then you know, oftentimes that can allow corporates to give much better, friendlier terms to early stage companies. Uh, than than financial investors who share a responsibility um, to get as as large a return as they can for their lps um, mm-hmm. and so if you find if you find a corporate that uh, aligns with your interests uh, your product your business, your market, and has a team of people there that you are excited to work with, I think that can be a hugely beneficial opportunity for an early stage company, but a lot of it does depend on on who you're working with and and what the value is that they can bring. Mm-hmm.
1: So if you were uh, talking to a founder about uh, some of the things they should be looking for in corporate, either accelerator programs or uh, in a corporate venture arm, what are some of the tips and tricks and kind of things that you've seen that uh, are, are good for founders to know going into that, that conversation?
0: I would definitely say the first one is understanding the background of, of the people that you're dealing with and also how they're compensated. You know, are they are, how are they being measured from a, from a job performance perspective so that you understand what their motivations are in working with you? Um, that's mm-hmm. that's very important. Number two, I would speak with uh, as many individuals who have been uh, on on in sort of your shoes, interacting with those those entities as possible. So, um, whether you know if it's a, an accelerator or an incubator, talking with other entrepreneurs who have gone through those programs or or been part of those communities to understand the contrast between whatever the sales pitch is and what what you actually get when you're there. I think right. that's really important. And then thirdly, I would say. Um, making sure that whatever it is that that you want to do lines up well with what the goals are of that organization. Um, And that's something that you have to talk through with the individuals who are either making the investment or running the program that you may want to be a part of. You know, frankly, I think there are plenty of corporates that either you know, make, make some small investments or run programs because it's cool to be part of startups right now. Um, it's sort of what everybody's doing, but uh, but really understand why they're doing it and what kind of, of senior uh, sort of cross-institutional support they have within the organization for what they're doing. Um, is it a small team of people that have a little bit of money and uh, can go out and do uh, do some interesting stuff? Is it a large team that's been around you know for a while, has a history of you know, making follow-on investments, um, you know, uh, investing over many, many years, uh, running multiple programs, whatever it is, so that you can understand uh, what's the longevity of of what they're doing. Um, because obviously, the, you know, one of the first things to go in a, in a, in a corporation, uh, if things go, start to go badly economically or otherwise, uh, could very easily be these kinds of activities. And so you want to understand right. what's the long-term commitment, the long-term goals, how important is this to their to their core business?
1: Very good advice. Very good advice. Switching gears a little bit. So you're based in New York, but and you worked, uh, you know, on the coasts and in some of the larger markets. But like I mentioned, you you've also you're obviously from the Midwest, and and you've seen startups being built everywhere, uh, and working with uh, you know Midwest accelerators like the Brander. and that, what are some of the differences that you're seeing, or some of the trends that you're seeing outside of the the big markets, and why corporate venture and, and uh, angel investing are important and and uh, are happening outside of the Valley.
0: You know, I think particularly for corporate, um, it, it's interesting, you know, at Cincinnati, where I, where I was born and raised, has um, a, an incredible number of Fortune 500 companies that people don't even realize are based there. Um, you know, we've got Procter & Gamble, Federated, which owns, uh, you know, Bloomingdale's and Macy's, uh, Kroger, which is, you know, the largest um, grocery store, ch- I believe, largest grocery store chain in the United States. Um, that are all based in this Midwestern city that most people have probably been through the airport but probably never visited and that 's true of, of a of a wide variety of cities um, around the country and I think what's what 's amazing now is that because it is it is in many ways so so cheap and easy to test an idea and to start something, you can really do it from anywhere as long as you have uh, you know the will the will to do it and uh, an access to good support and talent around you. Um You can really start something anywhere um you depending on what you're doing it may require that in order to you can you can start building but to really grow and scale you you may need to get to a coast at some point but but oftentimes uh the partners that you 're looking for or the customers may very well be in your backyard or or you know an hour plane right away. And so I'm very encouraged by all of the entrepreneurial activity that I'm seeing in, you know, places like Charleston, South Carolina and Nashville and Chicago and, and Nebraska and, and all these different places that have uh, so much talent and um, and are very eager, I think, uh, locally to find ways to support companies who want to be based there from an investment perspective. We, in, we invest all over. I'm, you know, I, I'm, uh, involved with a company out of Dallas. We've invested in Kansas city, uh, in, in Israel in Egypt. So, so we go to where the great companies are. That's part of our job. I think, you know, for the, for the accelerator, it has been traditionally, you know, in the couple of years that we've been running it, um, has been more local talent, um, mm-hmm. But uh, but from an investment perspective, that's why my team exists is so that for for the talent that's building elsewhere, we can go and find that and support it and invest in it um, and and stay close to it. So, you know, I think I think, you know, what I am starting to observe a bit is that, you know, people are very mobile. Uh, They're very happy to be based in a place like Dallas, which, you know, you can get to New York or San Francisco in three hours and do a day trip. Um, you know, I think as long as you're willing to, you know, work hard and make the time to, to you know, have those meetings and take those flights and be the places where you, you know, realistically will need to be for, for whether it's customers or investors or what have you, you know, you really you can do a lot from from many many more places than than Silicon Valley or New York City.
1: Well, that kind of wraps up our time, Christina. Thank you very much for coming on board. If if people want to follow you, I know you're a prolific writer. You've been uh, you've got a column in that in Wall Street Journal and Inc. I've seen you in. Uh, how can people kind of uh, connect with you and and be a part of uh, what you're seeing in the future?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm I'm on Twitter. I'm uh, CM Bex on Twitter, um, and uh, you can also check out our our website for the Accelerator if that's of interest to you. SamsungAccelerator dot com. Um, lots of information there on, on how to potentially get involved in what we're doing, um, as well as the Global Innovation Center. Always looking for great talent, but I'm very, I'm very easy to reach, so, so you, can, you can find me online.
1: <laughs> Excellent. Thank you again for coming on uh, Inside Outside Innovation, and uh, I look forward to keeping in touch, and, and uh, please come back on if you have any uh, things new and exciting that are happening in, in your world.
0: Thanks so much. Really appreciate it.
1: Well, that's it for another episode of Inside Outside Innovation. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, reach out and let us know uh, what you're thinking. Uh, give us your feedback. Uh, you can reach us on Twitter at the IO Podcast. And if you have 30 seconds to spare, please, we'd love to hear from you on iTunes as well. Go over there, review us, uh, give us uh, an opportunity to uh, earn your trust and business, and uh, we'll talk to you later. Till next time, go out and innovate.